aboard, everybody. This is Jim and Jane Vicevich. I'm Jim. That's Jane. Yeah, and she can't hear Welcome you. to another Radio Vice Online podcast. Can you can't you? hear me on. Well, we're being played. We're, everybody else can hear us. Okay, let's start with my first um, story. The first story is dumbass Chris Murphy. Is there a bigger fool than Chris Murphy, Connecticut senator? He's now made national news for calling for the defunding of the police. I'll play the soundbite for you. What are the odds that if I can't hear it, that nobody... Let me tell you what's wrong with Senator Chris Murphy here. He he says that he wants to defund police departments that aren't making arrests on gun, uh, gun crimes. First of all, how do you decide whether or not the police should make an arrest? Is it whether or not there is sufficient evidence? Who decides whether there's sufficient evidence? What if the prosecutor says there isn't sufficient evidence? What if there isn't a conviction? What if the case isn't cleared? They haven't investigated. Let's That's go to the... Janine Pirro commenting on this bite, which I'm sorry, I should have played first. Judge Janine Pirro. Judge Janine Pirro. Here's, she's part of the five now on Fox News. Here's what Murphy had to say. That's got me all hot. The majority of counties in this country have declared that they are not going to enforce state and federal gun laws. They have decided that they are going to essentially refuse to implement laws that are on the books. Um, That is a growing problem in this country. And I think we're going to have to have a conversation about that in the United States Senate. Do we want to continue to supply funding to law enforcement in counties that refuse to implement state and federal gun laws? Did Chris Murphy actually say that he wants to defund the police? Is he that big an idiot? I can't even hear myself. I'm just saying I can't hear. Okay, you've said that about five times. Keep saying it. I can't fix it. Okay, well, prosecutors. What if the prosecutors like Alvin Bragg that? decide we're not even going to prosecute that. an arrest, so hear don't hear even that. bother to... So Can you hear gonna, that? If you're going to be calling anybody and Can they can't hear, hear you... Can you hear that? Yeah. Let me tell you what's wrong with Senator Chris Murphy here. He says that he wants to defund police departments that aren't making arrests on gun or gun crimes. First of all, how do you decide whether or not the police should make an arrest? Is it whether or not there is sufficient evidence? Who decides whether there's sufficient evidence? What if the prosecutor says there isn't sufficient evidence? What if there isn't a conviction? What if the case isn't cleared? They haven't investigated. Red flag Let's- laws. How do you all feel about red flag laws when it comes to the Second Amendment? In other words, your neighbor can turn you in if they want and say that you're mentally unstable and shouldn't be allowed to carry a firearm. I'm, I'm not in favor of red flag laws because, there are no, as Janine Pirro just said from Fox News, there are no parameters on who decides what's mentally unstable, what's prosecutable, and what's not. Are you in favor of red flag laws? Laws. I'm in favor of hearing what the hell is going on. I can't hear you. But you don't have your headset on. I know. I took it off because what's the point? I'd rather go watch the cats. How's that? Um, I, I can try and fix it. It must be a connection over with you. Oh, it's me. I said it must be a connection with your headset because mine's coming through fine. The stuff from the computer oh, is fine. I can fine. hear that. Can you hear me when I'm talking? Can people can you, out can there you? hear me? I can hear you, yes, when you're talking. I can hear you. Well, then there's something wrong with your headphones. Nothing wrong with my headphones. Why can't hear Because I can hear you. I cannot hear you. Do I know you've said that five times. I think our audience gets that by now. It doesn't matter how many times I say it. Your audience gets that by now. Okay, I'm done. Let's say walk off and I'll throw a temper tantrum. Well, you're not doing anything about it. I would if you'd put it on. I'll try and fix it. I'll try and fix it if you'll sit down. I'm not going to sit down. I'm done with this bullshit. Um, if sit down one more time, I can try and fix it. I can try and fix it. You told me that you had it fixed. I thought I had fixed it. You had all day. I had all day, and except you needed to sit here for it to be tested. Mine worked just fine. Let's give Don Pesci a call if you're going to walk away. Don Pesci is not until 3.45. I'll give him a call anyway. Don't give him a call. Okay, I'll give Jonathan Honig a call. You don't give him a call because he's not until 4.15. Stop giving people calls. If If it's not working properly... 
What's the point? Now I got it. I hear it now. Might be a loose cable. Okay. Okay. What were you talking about? We were talking about Chris Murphy calling about if they don't, uh, if counties don't enforce uh, gun, federal gun laws such as red flag laws, then they, they don't want to send federal funding to those states. In other words, he'd defund the police. But you're sending funds for people that are coming here illegally committing crimes. Here's what he said one more time. He made front page of the New York Post. The majority of counties in this country have declared that they are not going to enforce state and federal gun laws. They have decided that they are going to essentially refuse to implement laws that are on the books. Um, that is a growing problem in this country. And I think we're going to have to have a conversation about that in the United States Senate. Do we want to continue to supply funding to law enforcement in counties that refuse to implement state and federal gun laws? <laughs> Did he really step in that poop? We'll talk with Don Pesci about that in about 15. I still 15. cannot hear you. Okay, I'm sorry, but you said you could before. When you first sat down and put them on. Could you at that point? Okay, you talk into it. See if you can hear yourself. We're going to do uh, the uh, Bitcoin next with uh, John, Jonathan Honig, Fox News contributor. And I, I cannot, Jim, if, if I cannot hear you, who's going to hear you? Can somebody give us a call, please? 860-99, what, what, what are the numbers? 860-996-0308. That's the call-in line. It's not plugged in, though. What's not plugged in? Is, is the uh, call-in line plugged in? Uh, yeah. Yep, it is. Okay, sorry. You can't use this line because it's for our guests. 996-0308. 996-0308. Never let them see you sweat. I'm not sweating. I'm pissed off. Well, there you go. Somebody's going to help us. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's Neil. Hi, Neil. Well, Good, thanks, Neil. Um, hold on. Hold on, Neil. It's all um, the way in the bottom. Neil, can you hear me now? I got you. Great. So you, you can, come you in can loud hear and clear. I can hear you, Jane. I hear you. I can yeah, hear you. I know. I'm sure everybody can hear me around the neighborhood all the time. <laughs> so, Neil. We always, we always hear you, John. So, Neil, let me get your comment on uh, Chris Murphy throwing a temper tantrum. If you don't follow state laws, federal laws in particular, red flag laws. Um, he, he wants but with the prosecutors, fund. what if the prosecutors like Alvin Bragg decide we're not even going to. Wrong one. Sorry, I apologize. I have so many sound bites on my desk drop. Here's, here's Chris <laughs> Murphy. He's such a moron. I hate to say that. I, I'm sure he's a nice man, but he is just. Chris Murphy is a moron. The majority of right. counties in this country have declared that they are not going to enforce state and federal gun laws. They have decided that they are going to essentially refuse to implement laws that are on the books. Um, that is a growing problem in this country. And I think we're going to have to have a conversation about that in the United States Senate. Do we want to continue to supply funding to law enforcement in counties that refuse to implement state? Do you believe he would step in that kind of poop to fund the police at a time when crime is at a record level? Judge, Jim, uh, this is why Bob Stefanowski got endorsed by the Connecticut State Police Association. Conversations like this, comments like this, there's no way in the world. And, and Chris Murphy's house gets invaded. Who's he calling? Well, obviously not the police because he's defunded them. You know what I mean? It's just, this is so silly. It's but, just, but it's, where did Stefanowski get? Nowhere. No, I understand that, but he had the right point. He had the right point on that issue. And that you cannot defund the law enforcement because 99% of the law enforcement officers in this state and every state, I, I would believe, are, are right and virtuous people. To defund anything like that. But Neil, he wants to punish the police. Are you serious? He wants to punish them? Does he yeah. want to do send them to the room without dinner? <laughs> Good point. Is that next? That's a great. 
that's a great point. Absolutely right. You cannot do this. He's pandering to, I don't know who he's pandering to because he's already got a seat for life if he wants it, right? It's like John Larson. He's got a seat for life. So I don't know what he's pandering to. Does he think he's going to take the next step, which is only going to be the presidency? No, he's not. Because he's just, he's like, he, he's like Bush. He's a, like, like Jeb Bush. He's just a soft little mountain of pudding that just absolutely has a, a place in for life. Hey, Neil, 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 it, Neil, who, who, he's, who is he um, serving it on a plate to? We have people that uh, don't want to be, sh- we, have, we have Democrats that don't want to have people to be shipped in their backyard, yes, and those people yep. are committing the most crimes, and those people are not going to be checked out, and those people are not going to, they're going to come out with guns, they're going to come up with things um, that are violent. They're, I, I just even don't know where to go with that. Janine Pirro talked about that right here. She wants to actually set up, they have sanctuary cities for illegals. She wants sanctuary cities for guns. Can you imagine where would everybody move? Let me tell you what's wrong with Senator Chris Murphy here. He says that he wants to defund police departments that aren't making arrests on gun or gun crimes. First of all, how do you decide whether or not the police should make an arrest? Is it whether or not there is sufficient evidence? Who decides whether there's sufficient evidence? What if the prosecutor says there isn't sufficient evidence? What if there isn't a conviction? What if the case isn't cleared? They haven't investigated. Let's go to the prosecutors. What if the prosecutors like Alvin Bragg decide we're not even going to prosecute prosecute and arrest half of the resources they need for these crimes. And let me tell you one more thing. He's basing this whole thing on the 2021 situation where the LGBT Q1 whatever shooter uh, had a problem with his mother. He says, and had they done a red flag on this kid, this uh, this shooting at the LGBTQ club wouldn't have happened. You're wrong. And I'll tell you why. It was more than a year ago. And that means it would have expired. Mm. What about wow, the Chris Murphy just got hit in the face. <laughs> what about that was Jesse Waters. What about the mother? Let me tell you what's wrong with. In so. Connecticut, um, that did not throw the red flag that, um, I mean, you can go back and forth with this. Um, mean about her son on Sandy Hook. Yeah. Um, do you know... Um, I was dropping off my kids, Neil. I was dropping off my yes. kids at um, high school. Yeah, it's high school, and we live in the same town. Go Tomahawks. Um, I was dropping them yeah, off a the couple of years ago um, before we had to have the mask on, masks on um, for um, summer camp, and it said, we have cameras. You could freely walk in with no check there was nobody checking you out. There was nothing. You could, we have cameras. Okay, you make me feel so safe. So, <laughs> so you're going to put it on a funny video or something? Uh, we have cameras. Do you know what it makes me feel like dropping off my kids with all this stuff going on? Well, it makes you either feel safe or unsafe. It or makes me feel un- very, un- very unsafe. I'm not very... Um, um, no, that's your that's your background. What do you mean? Right, that's your that's where you come from, and you you feel surveilled all the time. Correct, right? Surveilled. Uh, sir, um, sure, yeah. But, Under um, communism, yeah. I feel like yeah, they're watching is, you all the but time. But what is it going to do over here? I, I, I have a permit to carry, and I am not allowed to carry on my children's. Um, you're school not allowed premises. to carry on school property. Property, right. So, um, Which is ridiculous because that way we need the, the right-thinking people to carry the guns. <laughs> yeah, but we have, we have Murphy to tell us that, oh, my goodness, you cannot do that. Except he's got guards probably around him all the time. The next thing this gun-grabbing jerk wants to do is uh, ban all assault weapons. The last time we had an assault weapon ban, Neil... Was not successful at all. It did not help at all. They point to the stats that say mass murders went down, but mass murders were declining anyway long before there was an assault weapons ban. It was just coincidental. The assault weapons ban did nothing. No, you're absolutely correct. And you know what is in in my mind, and I'm no brilliant scientist, but in my brain, it's not 
the guns. It's the people. Let's take care of these crazy people. The people with 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 emotional problems, disabilities. Yeah, but that's where that's where Murphy wants the red flag laws enforced. But if red flag but he, laws are right. be scared. No, I don't want the red flag laws either because that's like George Orwell. That's like Animal Farm. That's like, no, exactly. no, 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 no. Uh-huh. We can't do that. Yeah, who's going to decide no. Who's going to decide that you're right in the head and that you're not? Exactly, because then you're talking about, you're talking about, go back in history. Mm-hmm. Go back in uh, the um, 1930s, the Nazis, uh, Japan. About, talk, what, what's her name that just traded her um, electric car for the um, for uh, Volkswagen? What's her name? Oh, Elisa, I don't know that. Oh, Elisa, that was Kamala. Was it a Kamala Harris? No, Elisa. Elisa Milano. Milano. She she oh, decided, yeah. <laughs> she decided to trade her car in because um, Elon. She said that Elon Musk was a uh, he's fascist. a Nazi. He's a fascist or a Nazi. And guess who the Volkswagen was made for? Made by the Nazis. Yeah, the people's car. Exactly. <laughs> it was made not, for she's it. no. She's a mental midget. She's no mental meeting. We don't have to worry about her. She forgot it, to wear it, her hat. You know which one yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> the tinfoil one, yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Neil, we're going to have to get going because we have a uh, guest scheduled. Okay, okay. No, we can call you, him on. Thank yeah, you, thank you right. so much for Neil, thank um, you for calling and checking in. out our Appreciate lines that. like this. Thank I love you guys. All right, miss you. Thanks, Neil. Okay, Neil. All right, bye. Okay, yeah, bye. Dom Pesci is next. No, it's not. Oh, that's right. We have it's Jonathan, Jonathan Harnick next. Are we going to have some fun? Now we're going to have real fun. Jonathan oh, Harnick is going. Oh, we have fun with Neil. Jonathan Harnick is going to be talking about the, uh, the, uh, the Bitcoin exchange. Now I have to find. Well, there he's all set up, ready okay. to go. Bring it, please. Yeah, let me see if I can find the number. He was great. He's always great. All right, I can't find um, you on over here. Oh, that's why. Hey, Jonathan. It's Mr. Jim and Hornig. Jane Visage. Hi, Mr. Hey. Hornig. Let me take Great a minute. minute to, let me take sure. a minute to explain who we're talking to and introduce our special guest. Joining us right now is a Fox News contributor, seen often with Neil Cavuto on Fox Business Channel and the proprietor of CapitalistPig.com, a, a hedge fund of which Jonathan starred. John, take a, take a second, if you would, to explain to our audience what a hedge fund is. Well, it's great to be with you both. Yeah, I mean, I'm, in, I'm a professional investor. So basically, I manage one part of a high net worth, uh, worth investor's portfolio and you know, my goal is always trying to find those areas of the market that are performing regardless of how the economy is doing. And especially, you know, this type of environment is really kind of my type of market. So it's been a tough year for many, many investors, but there are places to make money. You kind of need to look a little bit underneath the hood and in some down areas of the market. But uh, that's my goal, trying to make money no matter what's happening in Wall Street or Washington. So even when investors are cramming for the exits, you can, you can find an opportunity there. Well, you know, we like to say that there's always a bull market somewhere, and I do believe that. And especially now, given all the the tumult in the you know the markets and tumult in the economy, even something like Bitcoin, which I know we're probably going to talk about today. I mean, you know, even if you weren't buying Bitcoin, there could have been, and this wasn't a position that I had. You know, there could have been an opportunity to, to to short Bitcoin, to bet against Bitcoin. So, as I said, I think there's always opportunity to make uh, opportunity so to make money. When the value of Bitcoin was falling, you could make money then. Exactly, exactly. So I think you know, that, that's the idea, to try to be a little bit more of a smarter investor, a thoughtful investor, and, and find those opportunities that most others miss. But that's why they hire you to manage your money. That, that's the whole point. It's what we do at CapitalistPig.com. I've been at this for over 20 years, and it's uh, never dull. But, you know, it's, I think it's made a lot more difficult by a lot of what's happening in D.C. You know, we, we talked a few months ago, now a few weeks ago, you know, this has been really one of the most difficult economies in decades. And that's primarily because of what's going on in D.C. It's not Wall Street that created this inflation. Jonathan, it's, this it's is Washington, D.C. I want to stop my audience for a second. I want your attention for this right now. Jane has a question for you. Jane, go ahead and ask Jonathan. What did you have for Thanksgiving? No, not that yet. <laughs> no. 
Yes. First, I want to talk about the pens. No, I guess. What? What? Uh, no, no. I'll t- I'll ask you that one next. What did you have for Thanksgiving? Well, of course, turkey, of course, and of you know, course. Thanksgiving. Have you, it's actually the most loved American holiday. People love Thanksgiving even more than Christmas, and I'm the same way. I think it's the quintessential American holiday. It's a holiday about production, about success. It's patting yourself on the back and cherishing the your all your values, friends. Material possessions, family, all the rest. So who, I had a great holiday, and, and, and who, we're so blessed to have it in a great country. Who bought the turkey? Well, who bought the turkey? I guess my mom bought the turkey. Who? What? Uh, my my parents bought the turkey. Your parents? Okay. So, um, you know, turkeys were in shortage. Did you know that? Did you hear that? They were. You know, I I I had. I heard that there was some limited and, and some very you know, issues of churches and shortage, so, and absolutely, it's been a lot of that. So the price uh, of turkey kept going up. So the turkey went up. Uh, it was uh, like, um, I was just ordering online, which didn't go through on Stop and Shop. Um, but the turkeys were $37 during the Thanksgiving. They were um, smaller turkey, $37. Now they're giving them away for five bucks. Right. I am not right. kidding. Well, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Straw hats yeah. in January, Jonathan. Um, the other question <laughs> I have for you, Jonathan, or Mr. Hornick, is um, pens. Tell me about pens. Pens, not pens. Pens. P-E-N-S. Okay, I don't speak English well. You know, when you were a kid, pens. <laughs> is, that, is that a true story, Jonathan? That when you were in middle school, you used to sell pens oh, to your pens. classmates? It's so funny, too. Yes. Yeah, of tell course, my audience about that. So oh, yes. Well, you know, if you don't, I, don't, I will. Of course, and, and your change is so funny. Yeah, you know, I was always a hustler and always <laughs> loved making money. And you know, for me, running a lemonade stand was much more fun than you know bullying something on the you know in the playground or or even necessarily you know playing baseball. You know, so I was always looking for ways to sell things and buy things. And so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I would collect pens. I would bring pens from home and then. You know, back in my day, and I'm sure you guys see, you know, you used to have to actually write in school and write something with a pen or pencil. So then when kids would need those pens at the last minute to, to fill out a test or whatnot, I would be right there to sell them for a dime or a quarter or whatever they might, did might you be. Give, so, did, did you give them a break? Uh, uh, absolutely not. You capitalist pig. Of course. They had to pay the piper. Did you keep, uh, did you keep books? Did I keep books? Uh, no, kids have books, but I, you know, it, it, I always get excited today. Even I'm sure you are when you see a young person out there with their lemonade stand. You know, that never goes uh, out. Of we style. have it. We have it up the road. I have two capital, capitalist pigs up the road all the time, and then they collect their money and then they go to town. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean. That, and that's it's so funny. I mean, that, that has never gone out of style. It teaches such great uh, principles to any young person and not just making money, but of course, you know, having to talk with customers and the cost of goods. So, you know, I think ironically, a good lemonade stand could probably show kids a lot more these days than most of what they're uh, sitting through in, in, in certainly middle school and maybe high school as well. You know, um, with this, with this pen sells, um, my, my ex-husband used to sell Chewing gum, you know, remember the strips, uh, the chewing gum strips? You're probably too young. If They were flat chewing gum strips. He would buy the pack. Oh, stick, they were called sticks of gum. Um, sure. Okay. Um, sure. So he would buy a pack and then he would sell one for a dollar. One, 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 uh, one, what do you call them? One stick of gum. Oh, stick. One stick of gum for a dollar. And he kept books on it. <laughs> Point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. That's from the movie Wall Street. All of its forms. Greed for life, for money, for love, knowledge has marked the upward oh, surge of mankind Mike, uh, Michael Douglas. in Wall Street in the movie you Wall Street. You mark my words. Will not only save Teldar paper, <laughs> but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Thank you very much. 
Well, the other one would be follow the money. Um, t- Tom Cruise, <laughs> follow the money. Right, right. Well, you know, and keep in mind whether it's the kid in the lemonade stand or Jeff Bezos, people become wealthy by providing a service or a value that others want, that others value. You know, uh, Jeff Bezos created Amazon. You know, he changed all of our lives for the better. Uh, same thing with Bill Gates and, and Elon Musk and all the rest. So that's we should be uh, applauding when pe- we see people getting oh, wealthy. Absolutely that- applauding. Ayn Rand yeah. would say that um, the idea of making money, the idea of making a profit is not something that we should be ashamed of. In fact, it's what builds a country, makes a country strong, and makes it great. Wouldn't you agree, Jonathan? Oh, without question. I mean, that, you know, it, we've come now to see profit as a, as a dirty word, but uh, profit is, is uh, our values being provided. And profit also is the, is the payment that employs employees, that goes into research for new products, that goes into you know, investments for new innovations. So, you know, profit is a sign of a functioning economy. It's stimulus and stagnation, that's the sign of the opposite. You know what? I was, I, um, we are shamed by certain people into um, wanting money, into having um, capital. But I was re- listening to a rabbi um, a while ago. I just told Jim this. Um, if you don't have money, you don't have power. And without power, without money, you cannot do, you, can, you cannot provide, you cannot do anything for anybody. You are somebody sitting on the side of the street with nothing. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a tricky, it's an interesting comment. I think it's a little tricky. I mean, there's two, there's two types of power, political power and economic power. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have the same, well, we, we, we all have the same political rights, let's say. The government is, but has that political power, but as citizens, we all have the same rights. But we don't have all of the same opportunities because of that economic power, as you said. I mean, certainly the more productive you are, the more choices you have, the more options you have, the more luxuries you have. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that in this country, anyone has the opportunity not just to, to get by, but to become wealthy, to become successful. And, you know, so many of the most successful people in today, those uh, wealthy people today didn't come from, you know, uh, blue blood to wealthy families, but truly brought themselves up. Many of them are immigrants as well. So I still think this is a country where the American dream lives. People become uh, wildly successful all the time. And that phrase only in America still but holds it's true. Not, We're talking with Jonathan Honig, uh, professional investor, and the only man I know who's worth more money than Neil Cavuto. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, but he's a... He's a, a real, he's a measure of person. He understands what truly what makes this country great. If you want to talk about making the country great. And, and I know Jane, you know this as well. It's those American ideals, which are, why are they out of popular, right? Out of, a, uh, why are they not popular these days? I don't know, but well, the, they seem to be on the way. The thing is, this country is, we have sort of have freedom. You can, you can navigate through when if, if you grow up in other regimes or other countries, not, not necessarily regimes, um, you can navigate actually to make it. You can make it. You can still make it. America is the best country in the world. It is the best, and they're trying to and you've destroy. Tried other governments. They're they're trying to destroy it. Um, you can try other governments. My no, my, you've tried it. You've well, my my family made it. My family has made it. We had we had things. We were able to do it um, because you you um, you navigate. N- n- what's what's the word for it? You um, you you figure it out. Unless you're in, um, you learn how to play the system. Un- well, yeah, but unless you are yeah. in countries that they are trying to turn this one into, where we have all these people coming in with all these uh, weapons and. Um, they're um, trash bringing in. in. Um, they're, yeah, they're crossing tr- the southern border. Right. So, um, you know, if you don't have a border, you don't have a country. Well, I mean, there's so much to talk about, you know, here, right? Yeah, Jonathan, Your we were going to talk about cryptocurrency, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, the collapse of the crypto exchange. Uh, what Can you explain you? what that yeah. was about? Hold on one second. Sure. Uh, hold on one sure, second. Well, Hold I can't hold on. Where? This is what no, we're going no. to talk to him about. No, no hold on. Get away from your what, notebook. What does he call him? Uh, Sam, what's his name? Samuel um, Bankman. 
but it, he did not invent it. But it, he was called little um, uh, a little um, ben, ben, um, be something. The old banker free, yeah. yeah okay. This was the this was the CEO of the now bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange. So what is so, that? Can you tell us what sure, it was sure. and I mean, how well, it collapsed? Well, you know, just you know. There is this phenomenon, I mean, and I, I happen to think it was born of the Fed, Federal Reserve's easy money policies in recent years and all the, the stimulus, but there is a phenomenon of this new technology known as cryptocurrency, these electronically traded tokens and currencies that exist only in hyperspace with no government or, or, or official organization necessarily backing them up. And FTX was one of a number of these exchanges that emerged basically to help people buy and sell their Bitcoin, buy and sell their, their currencies. This was a, just like the New York Stock Exchange is a stock exchange, this was a Bitcoin exchange, a, a cryptocurrency exchange. And, you know, the, the, the technology is new. You know, uh, And he was the but, head uh, of that exchange, correct? This, exactly. He was what was the his president. name, Jane? Um, Samuel, um, Samuel Bankman-Fried. Bankman and, and the long story short, you know, although the technology is new, crypto and all this, I mean, the the story and the, the the fraud is really the same old. I mean, he used customer money to make his own investments, to make his own speculations. To, to, to you know, in fact, one of the things they actually even found in uh, FTX's current uh, bankruptcy filings was that using customer money, he actually made a bet on a betting platform for Donald Trump to lose the 2024 election. So, you know, he's basically with his took clients' customers. money. He did that with so his clients' money. money. So, took client, was using clients' money to make his own speculative investments. That's a very old fraud, but, you know, this is kind of old lines in new bottles. He was so a little a, Bernie Madoff. Exactly. Unfortunately, it's much bigger than Bernie Madoff. Some measures, you know, this could, <laughs> this could have affected even more, certainly more customers than Bernie Madoff, and the dollars ultimately could be even bigger. And, um, you know, it, it, what it was Bitcoin, with, and why did it collapse? And when, where did it originate? Bitcoin, all this talk with Bitcoin itself hasn't actually collapsed. The, the price of Bitcoin, which is this virtual currency um, that emerged, I believe, in the early 2010s. Probably, I remember somewhere around 2010, 2011. And there's a lot of, uh, you know. Um, mystery about how it emerged and what it emerged. You know, yeah. Basically, it's, it's a virtual currency, and it runs on this technology called blockchain. So the blockchain is the, the technology. The Bitcoin is one of the applications of the technology. And my my uh, brave assumption and my brave uh, prediction is that the technology will succeed. You know, the blockchain technology will succeed. This ability to have all these computers working together off the same interlinked and sharing information quickly. I think that succeeds, but the price of Bitcoin, that's its own separate entity, and uh, you know that basically relies on faith from investors, and I think that's a little bit more precarious, especially in the short term. But when, the, you, when it, the exchange collapsed, more than a billion dollars was lost, correct? Oh, actually, I think it's well over that. I mean, the, the exchange itself, Jim, was valued at 30-some-odd billion just a couple of months ago. The exchange? So it, oh, sure, the, exchange, value. The, value of the, you know, the exchange itself was valued at billions of dollars. And you've got many, many small investors who had put their money, put their Bitcoin in this exchange and now essentially are unsecured creditors of the company. So it's a, it's a real warning against dealing with you know, new technologies, dealing with you know, less than scrupulous operators, unfortunately. But... You know, this was a real shock. This company had been vetted by some of the big technology venture capitalists in, in the Silicon Valley. So this, needless to say, was a real, real shock. Would you invest in it? No. Well, no. I invest for a living, and I don't invest in Bitcoin. Uh, you know, I, I uh, had a funny story on the way up where I ended up owning a couple, which I, I, I did okay with. But, you know, there's a line from Wall Street. You play one of the great lines, too, but there's another line where Gordon Gekko says, I look at a hundred deals a day, I choose one. Say Remember that talking. line? Say who we're talking to. Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking with Jonathan Hardig. He's a professional <laughs> investor and runs a hedge fund called CapitalistPeg.com. Yeah, that, that's mad at you, James. I look at a hundred deals a day, I choose one, and Bitcoin just 
I think for, for most investors, it's just not an appropriate idea right now. All right. I looked it up um, today, yesterday, whenever. Um, it was invented in Hong Kong by a um, gentleman that is no longer alive, and uh, his death is a mysterious death. Just saying. Yeah, no, there, there has been a lot of very mysterious deaths, yeah. not among, among the heads of these, and many of them have passed to Russia. Some, there's some political intrigue there and some political connections there as well, but it's a, it's a, it's a, the data is Bitcoin was supposed to be a very secretive, private means of storing wealth and uh, not working on as many of its hackers as thought. Um. You know, it's not a wise thing to play with mafia. Just saying. <laughs> agreed. Okay. Agreed. All right, Mister Mister Hornick, you have been Hornick. 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 Oh, where is your yeah, last name from, sir? Uh, well, I'm I'm American, but I'm told maybe my great great grandparents were uh, Hungarian. So I'll I'll, I'll Didn't take I say it. That? I'll, eat, I'll eat gulash any day. I, I Jane know. Recognized her I, name. I said it. I knew it. <laughs> She's from that part of the world, though, Jonathan. I, it's not I fair. Have, I love it. And um, the other thing is, um, just it, this is for ha-has because I like ha-has. Do you have kids? I don't. You don't? Okay. I was just listening. I was just listening to, uh, do you know what's his name? Cable, cable guy? Sure. Okay, so um, so um, I'm screaming at my children every morning. Okay, um, that that is every parent's job. These little buggers take my chargers. They're all over the house, but the they will take chargers. they will take the phone chargers off of the uh, off of the desk that he is working off, even though there's chargers behind it. And I just heard somebody else being frustrated with the same freaking thing. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe Hilarious. other children doing the same thing. Stealing is. <laughs> no, that has nothing I love to do it. with what we're talking about. Well, what, whatever. You have buggers in the house, and they're buggers. Always. <laughs> Miss, yes, sir. Really cute. Well, I, I'm happy to hear you guys are not only holding down the fort, but you know, continuing to preach the right ideas. You know, Jane, I, I have your book. I haven't read oh, you it yet, do? but I have it. And, um, I'll just you know, beat yourself up, upside the head with it, or burn it in the backyard. Because... No, of course not. No, I'm I'm looking forward to, to looking at, and so appreciative that you and Jim continue to to espouse these important ideas: freedom, individual rights, capitalism, liberty. That's you, what you makes life great. Are the best, so let's, let's Mr. Up. Mr. Hornick. Every time, every time I think of ending the podcast, we get another message from a listener who says. Jim, thank you for what you do. You guys really keep it yeah, alive. Yeah, but what is he doing too? I mean, he is fabulous. You're fabulous, Mr. Hornick. Hornick. Well, always happy to be with you both. All right. Have a um, I hope you have Merry Christmas unless we speak with you before. But thank you so much for Take a bow there, on, Jonathan. Jonathan oh, Hornick of CapitalistBake.com. You're the best. Jonathan, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Also, well. Fox News well. thank you both. Okay, bye. Bye. That was okay, great. Now we have to get to John Pesci, don't we? Uh, you have five minutes. Anyways, yeah. if anybody wants to give me a call about their buggers in their house, stealing their chargers, that was just, uh, it's just, it doesn't, and, and I moved the table, as you can see. I moved the, not the table, the desk. 996-0308. An eight six zero number or nine nine six eight 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 oh one zero one. Anyways, I move eight 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 two one zero. I'm sorry, it's eight 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 two one zero one. I moved the desk. It was behind me, or us. Uh, I got three chargers right there. Those buggers still come up here and unplug everything. Don Pesci is going to join us soon about in gun five control. minutes. Yep. Besides that, Talk I just about went Chris to my, Murphy's call for gun control. To my gun control. To my credit card and discovered that my child stole my credit card and has been charging for uh, what is the freaking video game that she or, or virtual game? She's been stealing my money out of my credit card. Roblox. Roblox. She's twelve years old. She figured it out. Um, those buggers are so smart. 
But um, every morning I have to have a fight with them on everything. Breakfast, shoes, socks, you name it. Um, <coughs> come on. Can somebody else vent with me? All right. What are we talking about? So the... Um, oh, Tom Pesci is going to call in and talk about Chris Murphy wanting to defund the police if they don't follow federal gun control legislation. Oh, how about Mr. Fauci retiring? I'm not calling him Dr. Fauci. I'm calling him Mr. Fauci because he and he is going to screw us more before he goes. He's got how many more months till January? This took place in a White House press briefing Ugh. during his final press conference. One of the uh, reporters asked, wanted, to ask, wanted Fauci to answer, what was the origin of the COVID vaccine? And um, it was a Korean cream. Jean-Pierre, or whatever her French name is, went ballistic on the reporter. Listen to this one. I will not call on you if you yell. And also, you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Dr. Fauci, only wants to know is what is the origin of the COVID vaccine? And Green goes nuts. The White House press briefing person. Ask you a question. You should allow her to answer me. Jeremy, 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 I, I just cannot believe their behavior, period. Oh, and that bastard is going to try to get us in a masks again. I don't know if you guys have heard him talk about it. But that's a good question. What is the origin of the COVID vaccine? Well, Corrine wasn't going to have anything of that. She's the White House press secretary. I'm not going to call on you, she said. You're out of turn. So who doesn't know what they're talking about? You tell me. One person can speak at a time. But all they wanted to know was what was the origin of the, uh, the reporter wanted to ask Fauci, what is the origin of the COVID vaccine, of the COVID virus? And Corrine stepped in and went nuts. I'm not going to talk to you, she said. It's not your turn. Here's the question. Dr. Fauci is the best person I, to I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespect of, it is. I'm done, Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm done with you right You're now. Done. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the problem with these people that I have is exactly the same problem when I'm talking to the school uh, representatives, uh, when they're telling me something, um, they're above me. No, I'm paying your salary. You're going to listen to me. I'm paying your salary. My taxes, you might be... Ta this was the latest one. Which, um, What was I calling about? Oh, my children, um, I think I might have said that last week. My children were told uh, that Biden was paying for their lunches. And it was big oh, was no with me. So I spoke with the uh, principals. And I was nice, actually. I was speaking with the uh, school principal's assistant. And she was telling me that she's paying taxes as well. Well, where is she paying taxes off, James? What? Where is she paying taxes off? We're way off topic here. No, we're not. But she's paying taxes of what do you mean? What is she paying taxes of? I am I paying understand. her salary. Yes, she's paying taxes, paying taxes off of my salary. And so that woman that was done with that reporter is being paid by my taxes yes, as well. She is. So she is not done. She should be carried away, thrown out of the window. Oh, yeah, with the stakes out of the it. underneath. What? That's it. She's ridiculous. She, it's called the fenestration. 
It was done in check multiple times. They threw, when they were, political, they threw political leaders out the window. When they were done with them. In this country, with this stakes underneath. We're headed that way. Uh, um, it's called murder? Yes. You have people that are coming into this country illegally, murdering our citizens. That's not called murder? That's called murder, too. Doesn't okay. Make, make, um, so what are we going to do about it? your politicians. Out the window, right, Jane? Uh, if the politicians are unable to fix it, then you throw them out of the window. Be done with it. That's kind of harsh. Um, that isn't how we deal with our politicians. We vote them out of office. We don't throw them out of office. I do not care for politicians in the first place. Okay, not one bit. On here. Not one bit. Let's give Pesci a call. Yeah, you throw them out of the window. What do you do with them? They, they Look at Pelosi. She's been there forever. Look at Biden. What has he done for 50 years? Sucked off our money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be Don Pesce if Jim can find it. Anyways. um, All right. Right. You can give us a call on the other line, which is um, 860-888-2101 if you... Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your there you go. You did it again. I did it again? Yeah, you did it again. How did I do it? 860-888-2101 is the other line. Um, does anybody else have Christmas tree up? Obviously, mine is not decorated yet. Um Hey, Jim. Hey, Don. It's Jim and Jane. Oh, so, okay, good. Don, good let, to me, talk. let me play a bot. Let me play a soundbite for you and get your reaction. You like commenting on local stories. Well, Chris Murphy was uh, on CNN State of the Union. He had this to say. That sounds an yep. awful lot like defund the police to me. What do you think? Senator Chris Murphy here. Well, he says that he wants a deep. Wrong one. Sorry, I apologize again. The majority of counties in this country have declared that they are not going to enforce state and federal gun laws. They have decided that they are going to essentially refuse to implement laws that are on the books. Um, that is a growing problem in this country. And I think we're going to have to have a conversation about that in the United States Senate. Do we want to continue to supply funding to law enforcement in counties that refuse to implement state and federal gun laws? <laughs> Because what he's talking about are red flag laws. And also he's talking about the attack on the gay nightclub in, in uh, where was I? Where was Flor- I think again? it was Florida, I'm pretty sure. Florida, I'm pretty sure, yep. And, but the, uh, the uh, red flag laws wouldn't have stopped that shooting. In fact, most shootings, red flag laws wouldn't stop. But it, what, would, what it might do is hurt potentially law-abiding citizens. So what's your what's your feeling on this? Does this hurt Chris Murphy in Connecticut or not? Don, Don is a conservative columnist in Connecticut. I think that you know. I think it seems to me it's an anti-threat. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you on that. Go ahead. It seems to me that Murphy's threat is an anti one. And, and what, by that, by what do I mean by that? I mean, it's a political talking point. It's a bad idea, badly thought out. So, I mean, withholding funds from police generally has led to anarchy and lawlessness in urban areas. Doesn't Chris uh, Murphy care about the uh, safety the safety of uh, of uh, people in uh, urban areas? Does he leave? Does he live in Connecticut yet? Oh yeah, he does. I think he lives somewhere around Hartford now. Okay, so he finally got a address because he didn't have one. Yeah, yeah. So you know what he said, uh, Jane was. Uh, you know, we're gonna have, have have a conversation about that in the Senate and about defunding the police. Yeah. About Are you gonna about, punish the police? Is he serious, Don? Well, to Jim, it's about withholding federal funds uh, from uh, from uh, municipalities. That um, 
that uh, that create their own uh, statutes on uh, on uh, uh, gun laws. So you know, but that's and, essentially and defunding the police, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's defunding the police. It absolutely is. So uh, he 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 uh, he's opposed. He's opposed to uh, you know gun law sanctuaries. That he's opposed to. So he's for sanctuaries for illegal aliens, but not gun law sanctuaries. Yeah, I know. So uh, you know he doesn't uh, have anything to say about sanctuary cities, but uh, you know the, the the question that arises is, you know, would Murphy withhold funds from the state violate immigration laws or punish the state municipalities for upholding Connecticut's questionable sanctuary city arrangements? Because those arrangements contravene, uh, contravene federal immigration procedures. So that's one point. But you know, there are points to be there. There, you know, it's just a very poorly thought out string of bumper sticker uh, ideas. Uh, we have a federal constitution, and the federal constitution uh, that. Um, that uh, you know, well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not. Connecticut's constitution, Second Amendment, is even more clear, isn't it? As far as people being able to carry firearms. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the only questionable, uh, the only questionable words in that uh, in the federal constitution, the Second Amendment. Of the federal constitution that I just cited is a well-regulated militia. The Supreme Court has already, uh, you know, cleared its throat on that. Uh, well-regulated militia is simply uh, the number of people uh, within a state uh, or within a country that possesses uh, firearms. That's what it is. Okay, so so, um, so militia is generally uh, controlled by the people, not by the government. Well, um, no, it's. What the Supreme Court said, Jane, is that uh, is that you know well-regulated militia are simply the number of people that may be called into service uh, of their into service of their country, As and that bring, uh, bring their own yeah, firearms. All, yeah, all males who are of a certain age. So anyone who can be called into service of their country can possess, uh, according to the amendment, can possess arms. Uh, because it's a, it's to secure the right, uh, secure to you know secure the security of uh, of a free state and the right of the people to keep it bare arms shall not be infringed. So, um, you know the 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 federal constitution. But even this would not hurt Murphy in re-election, would it? Uh, say that again, Jim. Uh, even this wouldn't hurt Murphy in re-election in Connecticut, would it? Well, I don't know. You know, somebody asked me the other day. Democrats uh, were so successful in the last elections, and you know, my answer was uh, that there were more people in the state of Connecticut who voted for Democrats than Republicans. I mean, it's simple. Um, you know, Republicans have a lot of work to do here. Uh, you know, they they can start by reminding Murphy that the Connecticut Constitution specific. Uh, than, than the federal constitution. Connecticut constitution on bearing arms says every citizen has a right to bear arms in defense of himself from the state, period. That's it. Well, with crime so, rising, now would not be the time to defund the police. Oh, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. We've already been there. We've already done that. And the result of defunding the police is anarchy, in urban areas, and the people who are who are among people who are the least able to defend themselves from you know, rotting teenagers and 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 so forth, you know, you you can't defund the police. Uh, no more than you can. No more than you can. Uh, no more than you can disarm an army. What I don't you know? like in this is that he's punishing the police for something the local government has decided to do. You can't punish the police. How dare he do that? Does he punish his own security squad? What is he, the parent? Yeah, is I he, don't know. Is he going I don't to send him to the room without supper next? 
Yeah, I'm, I don't understand. Maybe you can explain. I don't understand why funds are devoted to police come into the argument at all. I mean, if the problem is between states and the federal government, what you want to do is have a provision that withholds funds from states and, uh, and uh, you know, municipalities, uh, but not, not necessarily the police. Well, the, the problem is um, a lot of people do have license to carry, and a lot of people... Um, well, that's can, not a problem. That's a good thing. No, no. The problem is if everybody gets into the street without being organized, there is going to be a lot of wreckage. Wouldn't you say? Well, there's a lot of wreckage. There's a lot. There's a lot of wreckage in the cities right now. No, I know. I know. I know. I get it. But um, yeah. how, how do we how do we fix it? Well, you don't fix it. You don't fix the 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 anarchy. Uh, the, the you know people are disobeying laws in cities. You don't fix that. If you'd like to talk to Don yourself? You can talk to him personally. Eight six zero eight 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 two one zero one. 888-2101 if you want to talk to Don but yourself. I, I, I can tell you, Don, I have I have several. I have license to carry. I am pretty good shot. But do you know You're what... You're very good shot. What, do you know what I'm comfortable with? Baseball bat. And this man always tells me, if somebody grabs it, then what do you do? Well, um... Then I'll get another baseball bat. I have one in each car underneath my bed. I am more comfortable with that than with the gun because you never know where the bullet is, what's what, what it, what's standing behind you, around you. They, I'm not. You always have to be aware of what you're shooting. I, I'm, I'm, what's behind them? I, I am comfortable at the shooting range. I am not. I don't know if I would be comfortable shooting in my house. You'd be comfortable if you're going after your children, though. Um, with you the, shoot them in a heartbeat. Um, I have your canes and everything else. I can swing pretty well, pretty strong. I'd shoot them. I, I'd shoot them Yeah, but I have once. dogs. I have cats. I have... I'd make sure the dogs and cats were not in the way. Yeah, how do you make sure? When, if somebody's breaking into your house, how do you make sure? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It's just... Um, it, it's, it's travesty. I don't know what else would you call it. Well, you know, there there are people who have guns legally. I have, uh, we just, have guns legally. I know there are people who legally have guns mm. who don't know how to use them. They've never been to a firing range, so um, that's that's not right. Well, that's pro you know, that's they, a problem. That's what I'm saying. If you don't no. ha if you don't have it organized, um, you go you go through a permit um, session, and you don't necessarily even. Hold the gun. You don't know how to clean it. You don't know how to shoot it. You don't know how to wear it, how to, where to put it. That's right. Now, if Murphy really wanted to do something uh, for the community, especially underprivileged uh, of African communities, he would pro he he could probably uh, encourage states to put a to put a little money in schools that teach the proper use. Of, uh, of, of uh, guns, you know, they, we used to, that used to be the case in Connecticut, you used to be able to, you know, when you were in high school. Oh yeah, you had those, um, they're not called rifles, they're the BB gun rifle type of thing, right? Am I oh, wrong? No, there, may be, there, there used to be gun training classes. Oh really? In schools in, in Connecticut. Sure, I think that would be a great idea. Uh, you know, instead of defunding the police, instead of uh, denying funds to police, if uh, Murphy would consider uh, recirculating some of the vast wealth uh, that has been uh, created uh, by uh, uh, by President Biden uh, uh, by uh, you know printing a lot of phony money, if he would circulate some of that to uh, to uh, schools so that they could uh, restart uh, proper uh, gun. Uh, handling uh, education. education. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's great. Well, That'd the, be fine. The, I favor that. The problem is, um, we can start from the bottom. You don't have gasoline because the idiot in the White House um, is preventing people from drilling in in this country. Uh, literally preventing. You no know, better. No matter what they say, 
the um, people that would want to drill are unable to afford the um, the permits. And then there you go. Next step is um, you cannot get the uh, ammunition. You cannot get the ammo. So how do you how do you train? How do you how do you practice? And, uh, a few a few uh, years ago, a couple of years ago, somebody got the bright idea. They couldn't. They couldn't. They, they, they were both the state constitution and the federal constitution prohibited people. Do do uh, still prohibit people from entering the zone of of, of 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 guns. Okay. So what they decided to do was to put a confiscatory tax on bullets. And get around the Second Amendment that way. Uh, it didn't. It didn't work out very well in the state of Connecticut because you know there are a lot of people who want to uh, want to be able to put bullets into their into their uh, weapons in case somebody uh, uh, somebody is assaulting their house or place of um, place of safety and refuge. Yep. You know, after Doctor, uh, I think you. I don't think anybody really forget it's forgotten. What happened to his family? A couple of parolees. But getting back to that bonehead, Christopher, if we, if we come for a second, if you missed it on State of the Union on CNN, Christopher, oh, if he was a guest, and he actually proposed uh, withholding funding for police departments in, around the country in states and counties that did not enforce federal gun control laws, gun, what he called gun safety laws, in particular red flag laws. And a lot of states refused to enforce red flag laws. And Don explained to our audience why, what red flag laws are, why there's so much resistance to them. Well, there's resistance to them because uh, some of the red flag laws uh, contravene uh, the U.S. Constitution and uh, state uh, state statutes. Uh, you know, that are there, that, are, that have been put there uh, to ensure the right of people to defend themselves in extraordinary circumstances. So that's that's why. You know, you know, I've never heard from Senator Murphy a, a sound and reasonable... But in a state like Connecticut, I'll never heard him. I've never heard from Murphy a reasonable definition of assault weapons. Assault weapon, to my way of thinking, is a weapon used in assault. Okay, uh, it, it's not. You can't. It's, you can't identify a let's say in, in AR-15. You can't identify that as an assault weapon because it's a sporting weapon. It's the single popular rifle in the United States. So if you define that as an assault weapon, you're going to be depriving lots and lots and lots of people of their right to defend themselves, which is against both the federal constitution and the constitution and the statutes in the state of Connecticut. You know, you, you know what Bill Buckley used to say? He used to say you can't extend a law infinitely in one direction without expecting that law, that extension, to bump up against other laws, uh, other necessary laws. And uh, this is what uh, Murphy and, and, and Blumenthal are now uh, trying to do. It's not going to work. You know, it's not going to work. The Supreme Court already has defined things. They've defined, uh, they've defined uh, what, uh, you know, the Second Amendment to mean that people have the right to defend themselves uh, in extraordinary Don, we've been talking with Don Pesci, a conservative columnist, and if you want to see his latest column, you can go to donpesci.blogspot.com. Don, are you going to cross-post it? Readadviceonline.com? Yeah, I, I, well, I, I, just fin- I just actually finished one. Um, so, um, and the title I- is? Uh, it's um, it's uh, up on uh, it's up. Post it on Jim's. Post it on the Radio Vice. Oh, I will. Yeah, it's up on Connecticut Commentary right Excellent. now. Excellent. Oh, Don, I want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. <laughs> Don Pesci, conservative columnist and contributor to Radio Vice Online. Don, take a bow. Don, thank you so much. Thank you, Don. 
Um, I want to end with this. Some sad news no, today. Yes. Um, Stevie Nicks, those of you who are familiar with Fleetwood Mac, passed away today at the age of, I was stunned when 79. I heard her age. She was 79 years old. She was a big part of my life when I was in college. This song in particular. My favorite song. All right, I'm going to have to leave. I took my love, I took it down. I climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in the snow. How old was Stevie Nicks when she passed? 79. 79 years old. It's so hard to believe. Such a huge part of my life when I was in college. Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? But everybody gets older and everybody's getting older in my life. Fleetwood Mac. Okay, again. Can I handle the seasons of my Children get older and I'm getting older too, she goes on to say. What a great musician. I never understood that line until just now. Until just now? Until I got old. I mean, I've gotten older too. No. Stevie Nicks, may God rest in peace. With May she rest in peace and be held in God's arms even as we speak tonight. Indeed. Tough time. Anyway, uh, we'll, we're going to call this a day here. Yeah, we should. Um, but I want to thank you all for joining us. I want to thank, in particular, I want to thank Tom Pesci for joining us and talking about Chris, Mur Chris Murphy's bonehead <laughs> statement. Dipshit statement. And, um, he is just such a bonehead. We'll talk about it moron or maroon. And uh, Jonathan Hornick. Jonathan Hornick for joining us as um, well. So Jonathan Hornick of Capitalist Pig and Fox they're, News. They're both my favorite. And I want to thank them both for joining us. And and thank you all for joining us too. And, I hope and we won't back not. down. We'll always stand for a smaller, leaner list. Can you give us some traveling music, Jane? And I won't back down. down. I always stand for a smaller, no, leaner, less intrusive government. Down. Well, we're trying, and we can all we can pray. You guys can still call him if you want. I'm going to go watch the five. It's eight 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 two one zero one.